Hello there, and welcome to the next episode of A Matter of Perception. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this. It really means a lot to me because my guests that I have on to this podcast are all uniquely amazing, and they deserve to have their voices heard. And my guest in this episode is no different. It's part two with Joshua Denard. I released part one last year in early December. And that was an amazing conversation. If you've heard it, then I'm sure you've eagerly been awaiting the conclusion, uh, part two, this episode. And if you haven't heard it, please go back and listen. You'll, you will be happy that you did. I make no money off of this podcast, at least as of right now. So when I ask you to go listen to something, it is not for, you know, to line my pockets or anything like that. It's honestly because I believe in what I'm doing. And I believe that the people that I speak with, they have amazing things to say that, I think people should hear. So that's why I say that, you know, just so go check it out. You'll be glad that you did. And also, I, me- I meant to mention this in the last episode. Josh has the smoothest voice I've ever heard. It's a radio voice. It is a TV voice. It's a movie voice. It, it's it, His voice deserves to be listened to. It I could listen to him talk all day, not just because of his voice, but because he's such an amazing person with a beautiful soul and, uh, and and he has so much knowledge and wisdom to share. So if you haven't heard it, go check out episode one. But regardless, I'm excited to deliver this episode to you today. We are going to talk about Josh's experience in L.A. Uh, he's also going to talk about what his future looks like as far as what he wants out of that and, and how he can contribute to the world. And at the very end, we're going to complete our haiku. In part one, we did the first two-thirds of our haiku. So we did the first five syllables, this, the middle seven syllables, and now we complete it with the last five syllables at the end of this podcast. So stick around to the end to hear that, or you can just skip to it. It's in We do it in the last like five minutes of this. So, you know, enjoy the episode. Let's get started. Yeah. And I fought my depression. Now I just keep it all cool, calm, and collected. I just started relaxing and I stopped all the stressing. Now I keep it cool, calm, and collected. Sometimes it feels like nowhere is where I'm headed. Still keep it cool, calm, and collected. But if you're talking about the craft, man, it's still not perfected. But I keep it cool, um, calm. L.A. Yeah, you went to L.A. Uh, September 12th, right? September 12th. I was there for about five days. I hadn't been back to L.A. for uh, 11 years, right? Um... My 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 purpose of going to LA, we were we were shooting a music video. We shot five videos in two days, all for the same artist. Just like you know, a EP, a collection of songs that that correlate and add up to one cohesive story. So it was fun. It was good. Um, the the young lady I shot the video for was very knowledge. She's not from LA, but she knew a lot about LA. She knew the spots, the nooks, the crannies. I saw parts of LA that I had never seen before, right? And I lived there. So well she does now too, so but uh, but yeah, so I had a great time shooting that video. And in the meantime, I, I went I, I linked up so with, with two people who were in my show when I was when when I produced The Variety Show. But what about school? Yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, but I, what about school? I stay in contact with maybe about five people. I have, I, sorry, I have one thought. What's up? Can I? Is there a way to watch? But what about school? I have all the tapes. I'm gonna be re, I'm gonna be working them into um, some marketing material. I'm okay. releasing. Can I come uh, over someday though? Yeah. All right, just, cool. Just watch the raw, like yeah, just the yeah. full episode. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. cool. We can do that. We can do all that. Right. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm holding you to it. All, all right. right, cool. Just let me know. Let me know. So, so yeah, you said you you met you met up with like four or five people. Or well, something. I keep in contact with four or five people. Oh, okay, people, gotcha. Yeah. But I linked up with two of them while I was out there. Uh, one of them, both of them are like family to me. 
um yeah and it, it was just i ain't gonna lie it was euphoric to see some of the best friends i've ever had in my life you know um everyone who was my friend in california again i had no family i had no friends so it's like it's literally i moved to a new place and i made family i made i made family yeah you know so and we went we worked so much together we went through so much together they know so much about me i know so much about them they the best place to meet people is at work and these people <laughs> have seen me at my, in my rawest form i mean my first directorial debut really <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. doing the whole enchilada with my mom you know so they've they've seen me not only in my rawest form but they stayed there for it they were right. there for the whole they were there for I won't say the whole show because we had two different um, casting situations. That's another story, but <laughs> yeah. they were there, they were there for a majority of it, and uh, I'm just I was re I'm really close to them and the and the other people I saw in California. It was just I moved into this apartment complex in North Hollywood, and uh, and I was just walking around. I moved into the to the third was it the third floor? Yeah, and I, it was just these two guys sitting there. I was like, hey y'all, can y'all help me move? They say yeah. So they became my friends and they introduced me to some other guys in the apartment and it was just like a little community. <laughs> you know, I was homeschooled. So I was a kid who was always like, if I wasn't out with them, I was probably going to be home. So I had to spot, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I I just, and they're so, they're the same, but they're so different. And it's been, again, it's been 11, I, I went through puberty. My voice changed around these people. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. so, it, and being homeschooled, they were my, social like they they were outside of when i went out places if it wasn't with them i wasn't going it's not like i had a big network of friends you know mm, what yeah. i'm saying i had the people i worked with and i had these few friends that were just my friends but eventually this is where it started where i started teaching people like how to just do things you know because i'm big on if you want to learn come on set i'll show you what i can but this is one of the places i was like hey come on come to set let me show you how to Work this camera, work this audio, and I was just bringing my friends along to help me make what we were doing. Not all the time, but a lot of times, they were there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'll see them in a lot of episodes and behind, <laughs> behind and on the camera. I, right. you right. know, cool, cool. just just cause like they were there for me, man. They That's were dope, they, man. they were there for me. They supported me. Um, my mom, I got it. I got on punishment one time, and the two guys out of the everybody I saw, two of the guys that were there, they lived in my same apartment complex. Excuse me. And I got on punishment one time. My mom locked me inside the room. She put the lock outside the door, locked me in the room, right? Okay. So I'm on the third floor of this apartment building. And if you look out my window and her window, you can see the first floor. You can see, like, this little atrium type thing. And uh, my friends lived pretty much, like, right there on that little L down there, right? So they, they were outside of my window with signs saying, free Josh, free <laughs> Josh, free Josh. You know, that was the ride of our friends right there. Yeah. Like, they just was bored. You <laughs> yeah, know, it was right, like, right. Miss Tina let Josh out to play. You know what I'm saying? So she, did she? No. <laughs> no, she, I was in trouble, trouble. No, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, there was no, there was, it took a while for her to let me out the room, actually. <laughs> but, uh, but not, they're just some of the best friends I've ever had in my life. And the music video went great. I got some interviews while I was out there for for my for my rebranding purposes and for my debates and things like that. And I met some great people. I got shown so much love. Of course, I had the camera on me, 
But in LA, I figure everybody got a camera, but maybe not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm talking everywhere I went, I was either getting a number, somebody trying to do business. It was like almost, if I was there for maybe another week, I would have made a couple thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? So so when you say you had a camera on you, you mean like you you were filming or like someone? When I was filming the music videos. So mm-hmm. I was walking around with this large camera on oh, my okay. shoulder, right? And so people would talk to you because yeah, of Yeah, it was Ask a, what a rapper doing. who was like, I just got signed, I need some music videos. How long are you in town? It was another girl. Hey, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to produce a short film. Like, what's your prices? You know, it was some guy. Yeah, I'm starting an organization. I need somebody to help me with the content. It was a restaurant I walked into to get food. Yeah, can you do this? I, I got all these numbers on my phone right now. I'm just waiting on the chance to slow down so right. I can follow. Okay, so that's good. So you, yeah, you you weren't just like, nah, I'm not from here. You you made sure. No, let me get your number. I give you a call. It's some things we can do remotely. Exactly. So and I just got shown a lot of love in LA, man. I um, that's cool, man. One thing I did realize that I have to mention is the homeless problem. It is it is a huge problem. I've heard that. I've never been to California myself. Man, there are encampments on the street. I'm talking about you have half a block being taken up by just forts made out of trash honestly and nobody's doing anything about it like the entire hollywood district is overrun with a homeless population and it doesn't get talked about and it's one thing to say but it's another thing to see yeah how did it make you feel uh horrible it made me feel like that there was there's so many issues in the world today and it just made me feel like this was one i was ignoring you know, and it was just as simple as that. It made me, I felt bad about that. You feel like you were ignoring it just like in your everyday life. You're, you're acting like it doesn't exist in your head or you, you were ignoring it well, while you were I, there. I, I, I was, no, not while I was there. I couldn't stop talking about it. I couldn't stop okay, noticing okay. it. But I was ignoring it in a sense where it was like, I, I was unaware. I was unaware. I had not, because I was unaware, I haven't really, you know, I'm the type of dude, if I know an issue, I try and think about how to fix it you know like at least conceptualize on what could happen but with this issue i have no idea it's so bad i i can't even imagine on what to do and i'm just being made privy to it and mm-hmm. that was my second home so you and, know and i'm guessing it wasn't that bad or else you would have mentioned it back when you were there exactly it yeah. is it is recent do you know why have uh, you looked co- into covid it? didn't help you know yeah. rent, rent is really high out there yeah. so when people get evicted they might just go live in their car or go live in the street. A lot of people have been getting evicted. And then, know? you know, and then now you're there and you kind of get used to it and there's no, exactly. kind of no way to get back out. And yeah. and that's just one reason. I, I can't even right. imagine others because it's, it's so, it's bad. It's did really you see, bad. like, did you see drug use, drug, drug abuse? Oh, alcohol? there's needles all over the street. Damn, man. Yeah, really? yeah. I, I didn't see any exact drug use, but right, it, yeah. it, it, it was needles. Literally, I, I had to step over them. You know, they, you know, you know I've heard that, like, uh, relapses and alcoholism just like I couldn't point you to the study or anything but they've gone up by like 30% I believe it Yeah, th- just from this year with quarantine and, and the state of the world and then the anxiety that it's causing a lot of people right and I can attest to it you know something similar happened to me and uh, that sucks it really sucks that like yeah. that that this hasn't just it's not just a virus that's killing people but it's the fact that there is a virus that's killing people, you know what I mean? Like right. our reactions to it as right. human beings is varying know? vastly. It's varying, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before, yeah. you know, on on a couple of your debates, but yeah, man, that's that's that, 
that really sucks. You saw it like pretty much every day while you're out there. Yeah. And you and, were talking about it. What did the people there have to say about it? it? Normalized. Yeah. You it kind of got, what is it, desensitized to it? Yeah. yeah. It, very desensitized to it. But Fucking they, they not. <laughs> but one thing about people in California, though, you know, is they are very, they're knowledgeable people, man. Like, uh, not to just classify Californians as a whole, but on the West Coast, it's like, it's funny because. I did a short film when I was a kid named Huey and it was like I was this kid going for a job interview and all these people were talking this like scientific jargon and it was like ah, what's going on but that's really LA right so when you're out there you have politics becomes more important to people and they can break down like the senate and the house and the different terms and definitions I'm just hearing it's a different conversation that happens and maybe, granted, it doesn't happen with everybody, but right. because I am who I am, yeah. it came up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it's like the way it came up, the, the what is said behind it is so different from what I hear in the South. And it was it was refreshing, honestly. Hmm. So um, that being showed love, linking up with people I ain't seen in 11 years, planning my trip to go back for New Year's hmm. and go back more in 2021 because I, California is a second home. You know, I like I said, my voice changed while I was out there. Yeah, I, right. A lot happened. You <laughs> so, and you went out there to shoot a couple of videos, right? Yeah, five so. five videos for one artist. I'm, I can't wait to see them. The footage okay. looks amazing. Can you say who or, or what about it? Yeah, um, Brie Marie. Okay, how do you spell uh, that? B R I B R I E, and okay. then M A R I E. Uh, on, That's on, smart on, of her. Yeah, yeah. So on 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 Instagram, she's uh, Brie Marie. I I love her music. I'll check her out. Yeah, yeah. I, I do love her music. So you shot five different music videos for her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, her and she collabed with one other artist. Um, I feel bad because I can't remember his name. She's my That's friend. Right. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> Man, no. if someone out there can't relate to that, then they just haven't lived long enough. <laughs> you, you know, know what, what I'm I mean? saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So and and that experience with her was dope. She's a very talented person, very creative. Uh -huh. Um, and you know, going out there is funny. Like I'm I'm very meticulous. Like I'm very. I know. When it comes, especially when it comes to filming stuff, uh -huh. you know, what I'm saying I'm like I'm. Hey, you got to plan it right. You know uh, what I'm saying? I'm yeah. big on planning. Um, but with that, I I just felt good about it. You know, I had my ticket book. Uh, I, I knew I, I had the songs and I kind of had an idea. And I just trusted her to have the right locations. And I got out there and that's what she had. And I just like knew. I was like, as long as I'm in a good location. Excuse me. As long as I'm in a good location, I'm going to make this work. Mm. And that's what she gave me. So Dope, man. I got five videos in five different locations that all look good. Like, I had never been to the Botanical Gardens in L.A. And, you know, it was um the wildfires were going on out there. Still are. Yeah. So it was crazy because we're in the Botanical Gardens and, like, half the sky is blue. And ha the other half is, like, this orange, you know, this, this dust or yeah. whatever, debris, whatever, from the from the smoke. It was like a haze almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was crazy. It Damn. was crazy. Man. So, um... The uh, the the videos that you shot were, uh, you had the five locations, but did you come up with the ideas for the videos, like what they would be, or were you just shooting them like at on a location and she was just kind of looking at the camera and singing? Well, it was um, it, or were you telling it, a story? It, it That's kind of what I'm asking. You know, right, what I'm right, asking? right, right, okay. right. It, it made it simple because she's a really uh, vibey artist. Oh, okay, right? it's an EP. She's fun to watch. She's fun to watch, but it's vibey as in like it's a it's a whole it's a chill vibe. You know? Oh, okay. It's a like gotcha. beach vibe, like yeah, walk, I... walk with me vibe. Like uh -huh. come on this journey with me. You know, like 
Um, I, I really, I, I don't want to compare her to Alicia Keys, but it's just like, it's a sound, it's a vibe, right? So for the videos, it was her and this other artist, it was like a duo, you know, male and female, masculine and feminine energy, just like, uh, come with us. So it was, it was really just, I was able to follow them on their day to day, but make it really cinematic. Oh, <laughs> you know, shit. It, it wasn't really any more yeah. complicated than that. It was just taking advantage of where we are, the talent of the artists, and um, and and just that 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 energy. You know, uh, of of I shot I shot eighty percent of the video in slow motion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I shot. And like we were on the beach, we were at the studio, we were in the botanical gardens, you know, we were um we played basketball a little bit. Like we just did a lot of different cool. things that encapsulated them starting a journey and then ending a journey. So and just not not necessarily a journey where it's all metaphysical, but just every just people. Just people in LA living life. Now what the editor is gonna do with that? <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so you, it was your it was your job to shoot it and direct it, but then now an editor's got the rest of it. Yes, sir. You know, let me ask you about that. Then you know how I asked you earlier with like directing and writing. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that I was just thinking about recently, because I've been doing a lot more film stuff and, and filming and movies have been more on my mind. So I thought about a director and an editor like so the direct all right forget about the writer now the director has the vision the director knows what he wants and then the editor i know that like steven spielberg he used pretty much the same editor for most of his career and i'm, I'm sure a lot of good directors you know, do that but let's say you don't you know where does that what happens there like can it can it can an editor completely screw up a director's vision um it depends on what they have to work with if, okay. if 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 there was like issues and not everything was shot or you know we had to omit some scenes mm -hmm. or or technical issues like with sound you know yeah. just any anything so okay so the director has mainly filmed the movie the way it should be and gotten the scenes and now the editor just needs to put those scenes together and and I'm yeah. not trying to diminish their job at all cuz that's right. a very tough job that's, it is yeah. it is but, um no they have they have to put the scenes together and they have to uh they have to make it real because a lot of time you when you film it it's not real mm -hmm. you know when you edit it and and you layer voice over top of other oh, voice okay. you know when you when you add that little sound effect when you when you do those little things yes that makes it real you know that makes the, the illusion real because when you're filming it is is there but it's like 40 percent you know, and it's the editor's job, or 60-40, depending on what you're filming, but mm -hmm. it's the editor's job to, to, to fill in the rest of that illusion. And, that makes and, sense. And that's where that they can mess it up, because they could just do what, what's there. They could work with what's there. Yeah. And, I mean, I've done it. Other editors do it. It's not like that's going to make the project horrible, but that's not, you know, that's, that's not making a film. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. granted, if you try and pay one editor for... You know what I'm saying? You try and pay an editor to do the sound design, to do, you know what I'm right, saying? Then, yeah, then yeah. things can get lost because it's teams that go into doing this. Right? I was I was on set yesterday talking to a guy about that and how he was he was saying how he gets hired on to do like one thing, like just you know, like even just like wedding photography. He gets hired on just to do to do that. But then all of a sudden they ask him to do the job of three men for the price of one and he's like and it's a little different yeah but like he's just like yeah i mean you want this angle and you want that to be t to be shot 
like I need to hire two other people and I can't right. pay them like fifty dollars for a whole wet a whole day right. at a wedding, you right. know? Yeah. Right. Up and, them prices. <laughs> yeah, right. And and, and, yeah. and so and we had a great conversation actually. Um he was the camera guy and he's gonna come on and be a podcast guest, which it, there's right two on. camera guys yesterday and both of them plan to, which is pretty dope. Um looking forward to, you know, breaking it down, learning about them and what they do. But he was ultimately saying uh how he, he's gotten to a point now where he's got on a lot of clients who are asking him to do like small things, you know, like doing a brand, a little, a small brand shoot here, doing uh, editing, like a music video here. And then like helping someone shoot a, a short film there. And he was saying how he's, he's feeling a little spread thin and, and how work is becoming work and it's not like yeah. it's fun anymore. And, and he doesn't like that. And so he and I were talking about how, you know, I, I came to something similar with myself just with this podcast and with other things in my life in general and how I had to kind of take a step back and like breathe and like reassess where I, where I wanted to go and make sure I was still on the right path and then kind of, and then prioritize things and have a, a and, and have a game plan moving forward with how I was going to approach uh, clients and people that I deal with. And so he's moving forward, going to manage those expectations with the people, let them know, like, I mean, I, I will do these things that you ask me to do, but you need to understand that it, it's, if you want the best product that uh, available, it's going to take a little more time. And right. if you keep pressing me, I'll get it out to you. But you know, it ain't gonna. You're gonna get what you're gonna get. At right, that point, right, right. You know right, what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. So like, I mean, you gotta have these honest conversations with people. Honest right. conversation. I'm not saying he wasn't, but you're. But uh, just to be more open and make sure that people, because you gotta, because not everybody understands the, as as well as you do. Right. You know. I mean, that's honestly one of my biggest pet peeves. Has been for years. When we were in college, I never forget. Uh, a good friend of mine got an opportunity to do a big job. Big job. It was. Um, you know, I won't go into to the details too much, but it was a big job. And for me, because I was asked to come on and help direct, right? And for me, I, but I, I was out of town. So by the time I came in to help direct, the cast had been selected. Things were like moving, you know? Mm -hmm. It was yeah. about to be, we were rehearsing at that point. And which was all fine and dandy. But at the same time, I was like, one of my biggest pet peeves is don't, let your client set the timeline expectations if they are unreasonable, right? If they want something done and you know you need more time to find a better cast, tell them. And it's only because the lessons I learned. Yeah, yeah <laughs> You right. know, like, yeah. they'll, they'll tell you what they want, but you have to tell them what you need because if you don't say anything, they, not, they don't know. Right. You know, so don't let your client bully you was kind of my conclusion to that and and it's always one of my pet peeves it's just like you know i can do things but it's just set the proper expectations and do under any circumstances let the client bully you into something you feel uncomfortable with because that's excellent advice it's, it's you're gonna lose <laughs> <laughs> for real yeah absolutely you know? for real yeah so dope man um let's uh in regards to la was there more that I know that like you you're stoked about. I want to make sure that we covered everything that you wanted to talk about. Um, to LA. Is, was there anything that we missed that you wanted to talk about? Well, I, w I won't say there's anything we miss is, but it is something I needed. You know, and I guess I could elaborate on why. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I guess with 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 at the beginning of the year, um. When my grandmother got the my grandmother got the marina named after her, mm -hmm. I was in charge of making a documentary, a short documentary for her 
and this other guy who got a day named after him, Joe Lee Smith. And he got a, he Mary, got a day? Yeah. Oh, and, like like a, a out of the 365? Yeah. In, okay. In his town, he got a Joe Lee day. Cool. Do you, do you remember right. what day? No. Oh, that's okay. Um, I, my grandma got to Marina. He got a day. That's all I mean. <laughs> yeah, sure. But um, I made a documentary, and all the political parties that were there loved it. You know, and I was looking to enter into contracting and to doing more videos for that particular uh, organization. Um, but then COVID hit and all their websites, everything political turned into coronavirus protection and awareness. So, I mean, I had virtually no real estate. I had no space on their website to, to promote, to work. I, my hands were tied, mm-hmm. so I had to move on. Um, so with that being said, I spent a few months just kind of like, figuring things out and trying to trying to assess what my next moves were because in my mind that was about to be a big move. Um, and then somewhere around, and then I was in a relationship at the time too, but somewhere around April, I think I started to get a handle on it, but it, it just wasn't crisp yet. I've been trying to this year, and, and maybe it's a blessing, but this year I was doing it anyway right before corona because i got the job to go do the thing for my grandma and that kind of opened the door for me um just to just to fine tune myself mm-hmm. uh but then that kind of got halted right but it got halted and it's like i had to go deeper into into that fine tuning i had to go deeper into figuring out it couldn't be a surface level like pitchfork fine tune it had to be like in a, a wheel alignment like i had to put this thing up on the <laughs> you know like yeah, I, yeah. I had to figure it out get up so, power tools yeah um so yeah that started happening and and la kind of just put the cherry on top of something like i i've only cried four times in my adult life maybe in my whole life right For real? from 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 14 in california i cried while I was producing that show, but what about school? I cried once. Okay. And then I that think I, sense. right. I was 15 or so. Yeah. And I think I cried another time um, for homecoming. They were fake tears though. I felt, you know, <laughs> long story. Um, <laughs> I got to have you on again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll and tell then, all these other stories. Right, right, yeah. right. And then there were, there were, there were, I think three times in my adult life that are outside of a funeral maybe two yeah. right but one of those times that i cried was recently um probably right before i went to california um and i was just in the car man i was in the car i was on the way to a meeting with a good friend of mine and i just started bawling and it wasn't tears of sadness they were tears of joy oh okay and they were tears of joy i was listening to some song i don't even remember the song i think it was biggie but uh <laughs> i was listening to some song and i started bawling and i just felt like I just felt hands on me. I felt power. I felt my grandmother, my grandfather, my mother, my father. I felt my family. I felt my legacy just with their hands on my back pushing me forward. And it brought me to tears randomly. And I'm getting soggy eyed now. You know? hey, I won't right. cry because I don't, but still. Come on, man. I'll <laughs> cry for you. Hey, right. Shit, right, I right. cried four times since last Sunday. That, that's <laughs> hilarious. But, you know, I don't know. I just, my family, the funeral home, it just, I, I don't come from a very affectionate family. So I never saw a lot of tears. I don't even know what they, up to when my uncle passed, it was the first time I think I've ever seen my mom cry. I'm 28. Wow. <laughs> you know? So, um, 
I just I don't come from an affectionate family, but I, you know, and when I feel and I determine it and I define it, and a lot of people have different definitions of God, but for the sake of this conversation, I'm refer to him as God. Sure, yeah. I, I I cry when I feel the presence of God. Yeah. Though in my adult life, that is the only thing outside of a funeral that literally brings me to tears. I was don't the other time I cried, I was in church, and I was a little down on my luck. I was doing bad, and I just the preacher was given a sermon and it was basically saying if a man can work and he doesn't but he but he's suffering that's a sin because you can do something about it yes yeah you know yeah and that that just that hit me because it was around fall it was like harvest time and it's like if you're able-bodied work mm-hmm. <laughs> you know do anything i don't yeah, care yeah. and i needed to hear that i didn't need to hear that because i was struggling but it's like i can do so much mm-hmm. you know um, so I cried then, and this guy gave me like twenty dollars because I mean I put it right in the plate, and I was like I don't I don't even want this. But uh, damn man, I wish I could have been there to see that because I've I've had similar things happen in my life where you just feel that you become overwhelmed, you cry, and then a stranger sees that. I had a guy hand me fifty bucks when I was crying at church one time. <laughs> it's a funny feeling. I was trying right? to get my ex wife back, and I spent all fifty bucks on her that day. Word, mm-hmm. word, because yeah, and that's what I was crying about. That's what I was praying about. Mm. Yeah. I didn't tell him that he didn't need to know, but no. he said, "Hey man, whatever you're, whatever you're going through, I hope this helps." Right. And you know, ultimately we didn't get back together, but you know, I tried. You yeah. Know, I, I I can I can hang my hat on the fact that I, I I I did everything that I thought I could at the time. Right. And yeah. that that is going to set you up for the future, right? Because yeah. I mean, me trying in my last relationship was just me doing it for the for the, I mean I was I was doing it because I wanted to but I also had acknowledged I don't know that this is for sure gonna work so this is also practice yeah right if I don't put in the effort now I'll never do it right <laughs> you know that's yeah that's that was similar to how I felt too right I uh I've, I remember um I was at my parents house I had to move back in with them and uh and I was I, I had so many panic attacks after and I don't talk mm-hmm. about this you know very much on this podcast but I'll open up about it for a quick second but um, I tried, I tried, I tried after, after we split and like went different ways and, and separated. I, I tried everything that I, I, I could without being too overbearing. And I probably was overbearing at times, but I tried, you know, to, 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 to win her back and, and, and earn her back, I guess is the better way to say it, you know? Yeah. And, um, I remember breaking down and having just the biggest anxiety attack that I had had up to that point. It was like middle of January because we split uh, New Year's Eve, and so, uh, you know, 15 days, 16 days later. So I broke down, and I was I was my mom, and uh, I think I was about to see her for the first time or something like that, and I just started bawling, and I went into my mom's bedroom, and I just got on my hands and knees, and I just started crying, and and um, and I was just like, God, like, please help this go, be, go well. Be with me. Be with me. Help me, please. And I swear to you, I heard. I heard this. This was not, I wasn't going crazy. You know, I wasn't hallucinating. I heard this will work out for you. Yeah. And man, I, 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 you've, have you ever had a panic attack, an anxiety attack? Mm. It is hell. You literally, you literally just have to write it out. There is nothing but time that will solve it. At least for me, I think everybody experiences them in different ways, but mm. similar at the same time. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just, it's utter just tears and it, and it's, it's a uh, shakingness. And it's, it's like, literally like I, I have to, I have to move. Cause I, I, if I, if I sit still, my body's literally going to like disintegrate into a million pieces cause it's, it's trembling so hard. Wow. And so I, and, and so I moved at that time and I went and I went into that bedroom and, and when I was praying and I heard this will work out for you, 
man, immediately, immediately for like 30 seconds, there was absolute calm in my life and in my, right. in my, in my head. And just like you, I felt hands on me and I was like, Whoa, I was like, God, like I'd heard God once before in my life. And that's a story for another time. doesn't relate to this, but I was like, okay. Like gave me some hope, yeah. you know, gave me some hope. And, and so moving on from that, like, and then eventually kind of the anxiety kind of came back. Cause then I kind of like got in my head again and I was like, Oh, did I actually hear God? <laughs> Am I crazy? You know? And, yeah. um, but I, I went into the, I went into seeing her with, with higher hopes right. and, and that, and seeing her actually went well that, that day. But, and, and as you know, we didn't get back together. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I thought that he meant this will work out for you. Like you guys, you know, you'll get back together and, and be, you know, whole again. And then when that didn't happen, I was angry at God. I, I forgot about him. I forgot about like when she was like, you know, I want divorce. I, I was just like, screw, screw God, man. I'm out. Deuces on that. And I right. kind of did my own thing. And t- up until, you know, sometime earlier this year, I, I finally got back to it. But I, I think back to it. Um, I haven't thought about, I haven't thought of that until, you know, for a while, but I think, I think back and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't mean we get back together by this will work out for you. Maybe he just meant that, that life will work out for me. What right. going through this heartbreak, like, dude, I don't, like nothing, nothing can hurt me after that. <laughs> like, you know, I've had girls who broke my heart after that, but like I got over it in about a week and, right. you know, this took me <laughs> so much longer, nice. you know? And, um, and, you. and so I think that, you know, I, I do believe that he spoke to me and, and man, that was such a glorious and like warm moment in my life. And I think that he ultimately meant that I, things were going to work out for me. Like I was going to learn a lesson from it and I was going to become a better man from it, which I could say has happened. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the lessons that, that are delivered to us through the divine, right? Yeah. Celestial is. and binary. The only two languages the universe talks. Celestial and binary. binary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Now, so, so when you, when you felt those hands on you, um, you were listening to Biggie. Were you uh, did I were you in the car? I was in the car. So what, I was on the did, way to a meeting. And you started. Were you? Did, what did you do? I've started bawling while driving. What yeah. did you? Did you pull over? Because it's hard to drive. I while mean, they were tears of joy. Yeah. So like, okay, yeah, I kind of yeah. just pulled. I looked pulled down the rearview a little bit, and I just I had to look at myself because I don't cry often. So it's like. I had to just see. It. What do I look like? <laughs> <laughs> Am so, I a pretty crier? Right. Are I, you a pretty crier? I mean, a pretty blank face crier. Oh, not gonna lie. Okay, Te- okay. Tears are running. My, fa- I'm, I was smiling. You know, I look like me just with watery eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Those tears of joy, man. Those are good tears. Yeah, they are, yeah. man. And it, it that was it. I, I cried. I got to the place I was going. I wiped my tears, and I felt great. And I told told my friend about it. You know, I, just, I say it all the time now because it was just like it was a moment that. You know, I, I guess, and I and I'll be, I I guess I'll lead into where it came from this year as well. I um I helped a very close childhood friend of mine move back to Georgia, mm-hmm. Atlanta, really, and uh, I helped him move back, and he's he's an addiction and recovery coach now. Yes, okay, we know who we're talking. About. Right, yeah, so cool. my friend, you know, I say his name, DJ, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I helped him move back to Atlanta. And when he was struggling with his addiction, we were like, I just moved back to Georgia. I just moved back from California. He was my only friend. So everything, the popularity, the the whole scene I stepped into, I got to shout out him. You know, I wouldn't have been as popular. I wouldn't have, I might have been, I would have been somebody, but DJ 
he he put me onto the game right. Okay. Yeah, DJ's got to be one of the best people I know. He is. I love him, he, man. Right. I genuinely love him. So so I helped him move back, and now I'm having conversations with some uh, a, a dude. You know, my friend. I'm having real conversation. I asked my girl at the, before when we were dating, and he moved back during the time I was in a relationship. Like, look, Shawty. I want to have real conversation. I don't want to date you and we're here every day because quarantine happened. We were, we were staying together. Mm. I don't want to be here every day and not talking about something real. You know, I get we ain't got to talk real all the time, but I need a real conversation. You, you know what I'm saying? are very much alike. Right. I so and, and that never came. You know, it did, but it ended up break. We broke up. Yeah. But uh, but with me and DJ, that's been my brother. So now I'm having these conversations, but with someone I've known since the second grade, right? So we just are getting really honest with each other, really open with each other. And uh, and I guess that's kind of, I, I kind of came to a realization, you know, and it, it, it was my why. And I always kind of anticipated my why, thought about my why, but I never actually formulated the whole thought. Yeah. You know, I, I had it, but I never like, had it all the way and and just through conversation that gate was open for me and that's what allowed me to feel what i felt when i felt all those hands on me uh, i feel you yeah, yeah. you know so. you were like unlocking some emotional passageways in your heart and your soul and your mind that you didn't realize you were doing and then it all just kind of clicked open that door right? right and ever since then i've been working out i've been i've been more focused i mean life i told myself 40 about 45 days ago these are the 30 days that are going to change everything and these past 30 days have been pretty great so you know that's great to hear man that's (laughs) awesome dude hey it is uh it is i don't know i just it it, it, it's it's 2020 but it's also so much more Mm. right i mean i was coming into this year from 2019 ready you know because of everything i've been through in the past few years Mm. right um and especially business. I mean, I've owned and operated a business with my mom, like a, a big business for two years. So it was just like coming into this year um, was kind of the, okay, now let's, I've been with her for two years now coming into, what is it like two year, two and a half, year three, whatever. But coming into this year, no, I guess it was two because we, we changed offices this year. So this was the second year. But just coming into this year, I felt something needed to be different with me for me because I learned and done so much but it was all so different from anything I'd ever done before working with her starting a marketing company like I don't I don't work like that I don't do business like that I never had I've been working without her for years so just trying to you know it just was different and uh that's why I say I needed California because it was just I'm, I am that is my mother and she did put me onto a lot of game in terms of business but like I learned so much in my life I've been I've lived this you know mm-hmm. it's yeah my, it's my life so I just some things I, I'm going to look at differently I can't help it mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know any better so so and I needed Callie not to reaffirm that but to just like I'm stepping into that more now and I'm I'm working I'm looking in November is when I'm really looking to just I'm committed to it now, but in November is when I'm looking to put it out there. But I'm just walking into this person that I've just, I was, dare I say, born to be. You're kind of like, you're like in your cocoon stage right now. 
but not like chilling. You're like working in that cocoon. You're about to be that beautiful, right, magnificent right. I'm, butterfly. I'm in the cocoon kind of like, damn, it's a lot of layers in here. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying you're crawling to out. You're trying yeah. to break out of that bitch. Yeah. You're already, you're there. You got the wings behind you. you right. Know, but you right. got to get outside it's, now. Right. It's thick. <laughs> you know, it's uh, 28 years worth. I swear, yeah. man, I'll try to work a butterfly metaphor into like, any conversation. I, mean, I, I can find it. I'll find it. I'll find to a way, Pimple man. Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. That album inspired me to write one of the best scripts of my entire life. Which so. was? Product of Pride. Product of Pride. Yeah. All right, what's that about? Un- unreleased. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Share what you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Product of Pride is uh, it's, it's about what it sounds like. It's a coming-of-age story, and it's about legacy, you know, and what it means to be the product of that and how you take that and and you live a proud and, and honorable life. And that's that's all I can give. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but it's a coming of age story. It's an ensemble cast. It's gonna be a film. I'm gonna work it into a series. I got about four or five seasons planned, but you know, it, it's 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 gonna be every everybody who's ever read the script or heard about it is absolutely in love. So Damn. Um yeah, no, I'm I cannot wait to produce this script. I let me know if you need help in any way. I will. Shit, I'll just hold. I'll hold the mic. <laughs> <laughs> if I it's will. gonna be this amazing, I'll, yeah, I just, it, man, I'm always there. I'm always down to help. You know. It, that. It, hey, it's it's coming up. It's coming up. I ain't gonna lie. My first film that I'm gonna do that is my brain baby mm-hmm. is coming up. Uh, I'm gonna do Psychosis first. Psychosis. Yeah, Psychosis cool. is a film that that. I want to bring awareness to mental illness, and I'm going to do it through one of the most extreme forms, which is schizophrenia and psychosis. I can talk about it because it's such an off-the-wall concept, but it's about weaponized schizophrenia. Whoa, interesting. Right, so uh, that's going to be my first project out of my vault. So, oh, so yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, Disney ain't got shit on you, bro. No. <laughs> you know, I've been working at this for a long time. I got a whole like little collection. I haven't pulled nothing out yet, and right. I'm a successful, you know, businessman at 28. So it's like now I'm about to start pulling out the vault. Now I'm gonna be a successful filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it's, beautiful, man. So yeah, I'm excited. You know I'm rooting for you, dog. That's 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 gonna be great. I appreciate that. Uh, I know that we talked about like your ultimate goal to be known for like as like the Nobel Peace Prize, win an Oscar, and everything. But like, what you know, before you ever get to that, what's next for you? Like, is mm-hmm. is it this the releasing of these projects? Like, what 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 does the next year look like for you? Okay, so the next year I'll be working to uh, make my brand more efficient. Uh, my personal brand. Okay. So, like, who Joshua Andre Brown Denard is needs to be more public. Like, people who know who, who know me know me, and I put some work out so people can appreciate that. But I want to put out more work. You know, I, I got a lot of stuff in my catalog. I got a lot of stuff in the vault, but I also got a big mm-hmm. catalog. Yeah. So, I, since the vault is about to be open, I want to start putting out the catalog. You get give what people I'm saying? taste. Give people, yeah, yeah, give them a taste of just who I am, where I've been, where I come from, what type of, you know, what my background is, and then wrapping it all up in a news show. So just releasing and creating a, uh, a show that is based around news and 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 yeah, yeah. I remember we were talking about this, yeah. right? So that's that's a big goal I have for the next year. Um, I'm not gonna lie, in the next two years, two to three, I want to get an RV and travel the country. Uh, just to talk about politics and other things. So I'll be working on getting sponsorship and putting together just a whole deck and and, and package for that. Um, so the news, the RV, the RV show, um, excuse me, and uh, 
some film festivals. I'm I'm ready. You know, I'm gonna take Psychosis and 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 shoot it and you know reshoot it if I got to. But I'm thinking next year I'm gonna start entering that into some festivals. I'm not gonna rush it, but I just know that's right. that's my next project and yeah. that's going to festival. <laughs> you know, um, and then cool. outside of that, just you know, really, really, I ain't gonna lie, man. My, my hustle game has improved. You know, a mm. lot. Like my mom put me on to some things. Um, so just kind of stacking some capital so I can start investing into some things that I've been having my eye on for a while. And that's for me, I ain't gonna lie, I'm all over the place. I got inventions that I'm working on. I got Oh shit, you fucking renaissance, man. I love it, dude. That's awesome. I just I just expect a, nothing less. I appreciate that. <laughs> Don't <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll hold you to it. Right. Not that's that you need me, but I mean you need me to hold you to it. I'm sure you I can mean, hold it to nah, yourself. Re- accountability never hurts. No, mind. it really doesn't. So when both parties are, you know, mutually invested in the betterment of the person's future. Right, 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 right. So that I mean, but that's me. For the next year, I'm looking to be Josh, but be Joshua, not just Josh, but be Joshua and do it like times ten, and then and then help a lot of people too. Like I, um, I was bringing up, I brought up my friend Terrell earlier. After I leave here, I'm, it's almost nine. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go train him. He mm-hmm. wants to produce and do things and. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he knows how mm-hmm. because, I mean, I think he can. And you were telling me you he relates to you through L.A. somehow. No, not L.A. He was on. Um, he's from Florida. Oh, okay, okay. So he relates through me through my whole Florida family gotcha. and connections and things like that. And uh, I got in contact with him, and he really is a natural-born writer. Um, and he was just like, I really want to direct and, you know, get into the movie industry. And for me, a lot of people say that, but it's like, if you bring me the job, if you bring the job, I'll bring the cameras and I'll edit it and I'll let you direct, but but I can be there on set. Like I can help, you know what I'm saying? And make sure I'm in the background, like helping you do your job, you know, but I can be there. But if you're not bringing the job, I mean, I'm not going to let you direct one of my clients. You know, I Mm. can't, you know what I'm saying? Just because I don't know that you're going to know what you're doing. But I I say that and he, he brought in a job. He brought in a, a good a good job, had the concept, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we did it. The client loved it, all smiles. And I was like, I was proud, you know, because not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people can say, I want to get into the industry. And before they know anything, bring a client, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, with, I, with that being said, I just, I just, I see he has a bright future ahead of him. And I just want to, every game, all the game, I can't give him everything just because I don't know how, but I'm going to give him everything I do know how. Yeah. Everything (laughs) of you. Right. Right. Everything I can say, you know, some stuff that just is osmo, like it's just you as a part of your creative process, but he has his own. I have my own, but all the technical information, he will know, (laughs) you know, before, before the end of the year, he should be a bad man. (laughs) That's pretty straight, man. And, and. Sounds like you know you're doing stuff for yourself, which is you know of the utmost importance. But then you're also doing that stuff for other people out there as well. I mean, it 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 it, it takes a team. It takes a team, and honestly, some of the best experiences of my life is when I built that team myself. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, some of the best times of my life is when I got with people who didn't know anything, and I taught them, you know, and they kind of took it from there, or. They they knew a little, you know. what I'm saying just the best experiences is just natural. Oh man, it's it's making me think of uh, 
you know, you, you, you catch a fish for a man and he'll eat for a day. You teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Right. That's, that's what you're doing. You're out there teaching people to fish. You know, and I love collaborating. I love collaborating with people who are very knowledgeable already. Don't right. get me wrong. I right, love yeah. I love doing it because they add so much value to what's going on. But for me, I like to do that on game day. You know, when it when it, like when we shot about a fish, like my my friend that came out to help us shoot that, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I remember him very right, well. But he's very good at his job. Yes. He's very good at what he does. But he he I didn't need him for all the prep work. Prep work, it was me, you, maybe oh, yeah. the actress. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just us figuring it out. But then, like, game day, that's what professionals do. Yeah. You know, they come ready to work. Mm-hmm. So um, I love collaborating with people. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm still looking for that, like, that sweet spot. Because what I want help collaborating on isn't necessarily, like, a common strong suit. <laughs> you know? Because like, yeah. I'm pretty strong with a lot of, like, story elements and strategy for telling it and marketing like it's a lot of stuff i'm strong at but there's certain things i seek that i haven't necessarily found yet so until in the meantime i mean i'll fill in the blanks i'll work it out (laughs) no so what in what do you in regards to what like things you need help with with collabing with so um costumes right okay I, i see like when i write scripts i can see these people I can I can know their favorite subjects. I can I can conceptualize their personality and emotion, and I can maybe see an outfit or two, but I don't see their closet. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I can't I see what they're wearing for this scene. It's an interesting term, like a phrase. It's see their closet. Right, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, I, that's definitely something I I don't know either. So right, I get you know, that. And, I mean, and that's just where I am. Like I want somebody when I have a character, I might know what they're wearing for this scene. But I would love for a costume designer or or someone in the art department to come in and help me define, because I can't draw, I can't storyboard, right? So I would I would love for help putting on paper what I see in my head before we get to to the filming process. And my art department is where that would happen. Granted, I can do it via text, like I can make a very detailed shot list. I can draw a few stick figures, but um. You know, I I know I know someone who might be able to help you. If oh, okay, it, um, she's uh, she's worked, she's uh, I did about four shows last year, 2019, with a certain director, and her daughter was our costume person, mm. and she she would draw the costumes out on a piece of paper and tell us what we needed, and then she would tell us where they they can be found if we didn't have them already. So if you're interested, I don't I, know how busy she is. I mean, I'm definitely interested. If you ever need it, I could link you guys up, and hopefully it works out. And if it doesn't, you know, it's at least another person, yes, yeah, <laughs> another contact who might be able to help you in the future, or you know, at least a fun person to chat with because she is she is pretty dope. Her name's Lauren. She's a really word. cool person. Yeah. Or where where you know, because for me, it's like if I if I know those things and I know them to a point where I can budget for them because I know them but it's conceptual mm-hmm. right like to in order to budget for them I, I have to be much further in the scripting process than I am right now right but I could get the illustrations done before that part of the script even gets there and therefore now I see what I need to buy and I could just go ahead and start like yeah. chipping away at little costumes so when I'm ready to film the pilot so so you would I'm need there. help so would you need help with like the illustrations of the of the outfits 
all that sh- anything having to do with okay. art department because that cause, <laughs> yeah because if that's what you know if if that's what you needed to get you going is the illustrations of what you see in your head for what they'd be wearing she could do that for you got I right on it. yeah right on right yeah, on. that could be like as simple as a two-hour zoom meeting man right yeah. could be nah i would very much appreciate that yeah i'll link you guys up and and uh, you know, and like I said, it just depends on, on her. I don't know exactly what her job, like full time or her, you know, her day job is, but if that's something she'd be willing to do, then right. she's got, she's got the talent, man. She's got the talent. Right on, right on, right on. You know, but Hey, other than that, I'm just a cog in the machine, man. I'm trying to beat a wave, trying to, trying to make some, make some noise. If I'm going to get this Nobel Peace Prize and this Oscar, I got a lot of, I got a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep moving, bro. You got to keep working like you got kids. <laughs> exactly. 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 I will say in the next four years, looking to start a subscription service. Okay. That's a part of the RV, right? Like, um, and I'm giving away some, some, some sauce here, but you're, you're my friend and this is your podcast, right? Uh, yeah, so, uh, so with the RV, I want to travel from state to state and talk about civics and things, but also want to connect with the artistic departments or schools or what have you in each of those areas. So at the end of filming this show, this this RV style traveling show, there's more details, but that's, I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, after filming this over the course of a year or two, I will have made connections in just about every state with film yeah. schools, film departments, high schools, colleges, you name it. Right. So now when I launch a subscription service, I have a very large pool to pull from. And it's not from these big Hollywood, you know, people. I can do it the same thing I'm doing with Terrell, teaching him the technical yep. and enhancing what he knows. I can do the same thing across the country. That is very smart. I wish you all the luck, man. You're going to do it, man. You're going to do it. Yeah, hey. I can't wait to see it happen, man. It is going to be very fun. Like I said before, I'm rooting for you, man. I know that you're going to do big things. You're already doing big things, and it's cool to see. It's cool to be on that rocket ship, you know, just have that seat. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Let's uh, let's go ahead and and wind it down. But before we do that, uh, do you have a final thought? Anything that you'd like to leave? With the with the people out there, or leave with me, leave with yourself, just leave out here. Or uh, we got we can let's, we can finish that haiku. You read my mind. Cool, cool, cool. You right, read my that, mind. Read right, my we mind. just we had we just talked uh, for two and a half hours, so we got quite a bit of content that we can kind of like that we that's mulling around in our brains. Mm-hmm. So what do we? All right, bring it back out because it's on my laptop. I closed my laptop. It's cool. I um uh, here it is. Set you on the path. Uh, reflect on focus. Yes. Sets you on the path. Protects you from the chaos. Um, sets you on the path. Protects you from the chaos. Uh, have you used gets a, you to a point? I'll see. Uh, gets you to gets you to a point. I think that's. I mean, it, yeah, I, I like soft, it. You can, right? Yeah, it's a little soft, but I was yeah. thinking about like a line. Have you used a line yet? A line? Yeah, like uh, uh, you know, aligns you like like if, aligns you with your purpose. I know that's too much, but like that's kind of where I was. Got thinking. you. No, yeah. I haven't. Like, I haven't. I haven't. Um, uh, helps find alignment. You know something. Well, we already said. We already said. Well, you know what? Sets it, you on your path, protects you from the chaos. Steadies. Yeah. Okay. We didn't yeah. use the, ste- the steady sales, so we like steadies. Uh-huh. Steadies your mindset, or mm. uh, well, 
there's a there's a word that gets tossed around in anime a lot. We talked about it, resolve. I love resolve. That's and, a good word. Yeah, so steady. Maintain your resolve. Maintains your resolve. That Sets you on a path, protects you from the chaos, maintains your resolve. Do you like that? That's a good reflection on focus. That's a good reflection on focus. That did is. we just do it? Yeah, we did. If you're not if you if you're not if you're not content with it, that's cool. We can keep working. No, no, no. I I like this. I I need to sit with it. If um, cause I don't like I write these, but I don't always post them immediately. Gotcha. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So, but this this is good. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is it's reflection on focus, and this is what it does. It sets you on the path. You know, and I told my mom the other day, my nephew's in town, and he's he's not a focused kid. I was, right. And I see the difference, and that's what focus does for you. It sets you on a path. It took me to California. It, mm-hmm. it got me here talking to you. Like it got us to meet. Like because I, I'm focused about what I want. My path is set. Right, protects you from the chaos. Never got into. I was in California. We talked about that. I never got into gang banging. I never got mm-hmm. into drugs. I never got into a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. because I was focused. Right, and then the last maintains your resolve. I doubted did I ever want to do this. Yeah. And I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no, that is perfect. <laughs> no, yeah, shit, I love it. Oh, dude, no, yeah. I mean, and it's quite it's quite simple. It's quite quaint. Right. But yeah. Like a haiku should be. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Uh, to end it, uh, and oh, shit. And I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm going gonna, to edit this down. Like, I'll leave it saying, like, you know, we're working on the, on, on the haiku, but then, like, here's what it's going to be like. And then we're, let's read it. Let's let's do it together. How about that? The haiku? Yeah, and that's how we'll end the episode. Okay. Yeah, right so, on, right on. So, like, just on three, not go, just on three. And then, like, after three. Yeah, yeah, we'll do yeah. It. Okay, you ready? Okay. All right. This is our reflection on focus. One, two, three. Sets you on, on the path. path protects, protects you from, from the chaos. chaos maintains, maintains your resolve. resolve. That's dope. That is. Let's try it one more time, though. Okay. This time, uh, you do the first and third, and I'll just do the second line. How okay. That? that way, and I'll listen back to them, and if you can't, if it's too mumbled, I'll use that one. Got gotcha. you. Cool? All right, so... Uh, if, uh, I'll say, I'll say, yeah. Reflection right. on focus. Josh and Dalton, reflection on focus. Sets you on the path. Protects you from the chaos. Maintains your resolve. Motherfucker. It's <laughs> <laughs> a haiku for your ass. <laughs> I'm just letting you know I gotta go, 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 I gotta go. Deuces.